the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Podcast. How you doing? My name is Nick DeGilio. Welcome to episode number 179 of the Nick D Podcast here at the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, the greatest podcast network on the planet. Check out all the amazing and varied and entertaining and informative and funny and fantastic podcasts that are available at radiomisfits.com. And you should also check out our live streaming 24-7 at radiomisfits.live. It's like radio, only much, much cooler loaded with great unsigned bands from the great show Unheard Music. You can hear great music that you're not going to you're not going to hear anywhere else and uh, it interspersed with amazing episodes of the podcast that are available and it streams 24/7 anytime you want to check it out you should. That's radiomisfits.live, radiomisfits.live it's happening right now. Get in there and listen. You can hear this podcast every day at 3 p.m. Central and you can hear my other podcast, That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years, an SNL podcast, every day at 9 a.m. Central among all the really amazing music and podcast episodes that you can hear at radiomisfits.live. Always check it out. This is, again, uh, episode number 179 of the Nick D Podcast. Very excited. Uh, Marnie Schur is going to join us. I love Marnie Schur. She is one of my favorite guests in the world. She is an editor and a writer with The Takeout. You can check out thetakeout.com, which is an incredible food website where they cover the world of food, the kind of food that, you know, like food that we eat. It's not pretentious in any way. It's a really cool, everyday dude, gal, food website. So you should check it out. We're going to be catching up on uh, some of the uh, great stuff uh, from the Takeout website, including, obviously, it is, uh, you know, a pumpkin spice madness has begun. So we'll talk a little bit about that and much more. And Marnie, by the way, has rediscovered her love of horror movies. And uh, every we, uh, every month when she joins us, she gives me a little update on uh, the horror genre as she has dove deep into it. So we'll talk with Marty Shore. Esmeralda Leon will join me as she does on every uh, episode of the podcast. Always great to talk to Esmeralda. She is my cohort and my co-host. We're going to be talking about a bunch of really cool stuff. Um, including, uh, I think we're going to probably get to some more of the celebrity rumors and things like that. There's some Gina Davis stuff I want to get to and some other actor and actress things that we'll talk about. Always great to talk to Esmeralda. That's what's coming up on the show on this podcast today. Hey, if you want to be a part of this podcast, if you want to be a sponsor, which we have some now, and if you want to join us, it really is pretty cool because a lot, trust me on this, a lot of people listen to this podcast. So if you got something that you would like to advertise with us, it'll do good for you. Be a sponsor, sales at radiomisfits.com. Drop us a line, say, hey, I want to sponsor, I want to advertise on the Nick D podcast, sales at radiomisfits.com. If you just want to join us, leave a comment, leave a question, leave a magic megaphone request, anything you want to say, anytime you want to say it, we have a voicemail system that's open 24-7 exclusively for you. We want to hear from you. I listen to all of the uh, voicemails. I'll play some of them back 24-7, anytime you want to say something, anytime, anywhere, 
773-417-6948. Call us now or send us an email at nickdpodcast at gmail.com. Jason Skaggs does all the music and the themes and the weirdness and the awesomeness. And Ed Silla, who is the main man. Ed, couldn't do it without you. He's the man over at Radio Misfits, and we thank everybody at Radio Misfits. Please take time to spread the word, rate and review us on every platform, like, share, all that cool stuff, subscribe, and all of that awesomeness. Hey, um, you listen to this podcast on a regular basis, so that means that you are required to come see us live. That's right. We're coming back to Zanies and Rosemount. We did a bunch of shows uh, earlier uh, this year. And uh, we took a little summer break, but now we're back. And we're going to be doing monthly shows at Zanies and Rosemont. This is the first one. you got to come out. It's going to be spectacular. It's going to be live. You will be a part of the podcast recording. It's going to go down in history, and you should be there. It's an unbelievable room. Zanies in Rosemont, one of the best comedy clubs in the world. And we are going to have a blast. And you'll be there. I'm going to throw out some trivia questions. We'll give away some great prizes. Amazing dinners from the greatest restaurant on the planet, the Gale Street Inn. we got some incredible apt electronic gift cards to give away. Some cool trivia questions. You and I will talk. Esmeralda will be on stage as my co-host. Because it's going to be on October 24th, we're going to do some Halloween things. So it's going to be scary. We're going to talk about scary movies and the first movies that scared you. We want to get your thoughts on that. Share them all. It's all going to be recorded. It's going to be hilarious and entertaining. Uh, it's really easy to get to Rosemont. It's uh, right off the expressway. Zanies and Rosemont is part of the fantastic complex right there in the middle of downtown Rosemont. Parking lot right there gets your parking validated. There's restaurants and bars all over the place so you can go have dinner before or after. And it's going to be great. They're always great. Very entertaining and really, really fun. It's going to be live and hilarious, and you'll be a part of it. Tuesday, October 24th at Zanies and Rosemont. Doors open at 6.30. The show is at 7.30. My dad will close the show. My 82-year-old dad is going to get up on stage and tell some jokes. I mean, he tells a joke every Tuesday on the podcast, but you'll get to see him live, and he steals the show. He's the best part of the show. If you're thinking, I don't know if I want to come, and then you hear, well, my dad's going to come up and tell jokes, that means you have to be there. So my dad's going to close the show and tell some jokes. Esmeralda and I will be up there. We'll talk to you. Uh, we'll be laughing our butts off. We're going to bring in some crazy Halloween candy to share with everybody. We always share stuff with our audience, like food and crazy stuff. So really goofy, scary Halloween candy. Uh, and it's going to be amazing. And the special guest on Tuesday, October 24th at Zanies and Rosemont is the one, the only, Andrea Darlis who has incredible podcasts. She's an unbelievable host, been on television, been on the radio. You can hear her on WLS, uh, the Big 89, uh, 890 uh, AM on WLS. You can hear her uh, on the the Steve Cochran Show, which you can hear me on on a regular basis. Uh, And she appears on that. And she was uh, a a great contributor and a great newswoman and a host at uh, the, the car wash, the idiotic car wash. But she was with WGN for a long time. We are co-workers for many years. Andrea and I go back many, many, many years. And also, um, uh, you know, obviously, Esmeralda knows her. We spent time, uh, you know, uh, uh, at uh, the car wash together. And we'll talk about that and much more. But Andrea Darlis, the incredible, the unbelievable. You get to meet her. You get to talk to her. You get to laugh with her. She's our special guest. So Andrea Darlis is a special guest. Me and Esmeralda on stage talking about Halloween, scary stuff, giving away some prizes, laughing our asses off. You'll be laughing. You'll be recorded. My dad will join us. It is going to be an unbelievable night. We want to pack the place. As you are listening to me, you should order your tickets right now at rosemont.zanies.com. rosemont.zanies.com. Get those tickets now. Tuesday, October 24th at 7.30, Zanies and Rosemont, 847-813-0484. That's the box office. You have your questions, you can get your, uh, your tickets there too. 847-813-0484 or rosemont.zanies.com for the Nick D Podcast Live 
Tuesday, October 24th. Interactive hilariousness, and you have to be a part of it. Let's pack the place. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. Yes, I know you do, baby. All right, Carrie Russell. She won't be there, but uh, she loves it anyway. All right. Uh, We are going to kick off the uh, podcast episode here, number 179, with an unbelievably fun visit with my good friend Marnie Shore from thetakeout.com. But first, hey there. Are you tired of that same old, the same old stories? Well, buckle up because Brian Alaspas Devoured. Yeah, that's right. Brian Alaspas Devoured is about to take you on a wild ride. St. Louis is teetering on the edge with riots, unrest, and the mayor's downright stubborn insistence that the 4th of July must go on. But don't tell that to public safety manager Logan Field. He's got problems bigger than the most overcooked barbecue. With a deadly attack, a missing boy, and mysterious events that make your Aunt Sally's ghost stories look like a fairy tale, something sinister is brewing in the city. Logan's at his wit's end. The only help he can find is a struggling hunter and a professor who's a whiz with ancient evils. It sounds like the start of a bad joke, right? But there's nothing funny about what's awakening in St. Louis. So join the race against time as this unlikely trio faces down an evil as old as time itself. Think your commute's tough? Try saving a city from being, you guessed it, devoured. Brian Alaspa's Devoured will have you laughing and gasping and frantically flipping pages. So grab some popcorn, turn down those lights, and dive into a world where saving the city just might be the craziest 4th of July ever. And trust us, it's more exciting than a sparkler, and the only thing that might get burned is the midnight oil as you read till dawn. Brian Alaspa's Devoured. Thrilling, chilling, and the perfect way to spice up your summer. It's available now in paperback for Kindle exclusively through Amazon.com. Brian Alaspa's Devoured. Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D Podcast. It's by far the best decision you've made today. It makes the other podcasts seem like crap. Oh yeah, don't be a jackal. Let's talk about food, baby. Out of all the things you stick down your throat. Weasels, assholes, you can so see the soap. But don't take it from me. That is so sad for baby. So do it. Chop, 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 chop. Ladies and gentlemen, I know that was kind of weird, but hey, here's something that's awesome. Marnie Shore, everybody. That's right. It is time for Marty Shore, who joins us uh, usually about once a month, to talk food and to talk horror. I don't know. Those are two things that actually do connect, I guess, when, at least when we're together. And Marty, the, Shore, Marty Shore and from the Takeout. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, during the um, Nightmare on Elm Street, um, which movie is it that takes place at a dinner party? I think that it merges in that fashion, too. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it certainly does. Uh, well, Marty Shore is here. Hi, Marty. How are you? Good. How about yourself? I'm good. Always, always, always a blast to have you on. I love having you on. You're one of my favorite guests. So. Oh, thank you. Uh, tell everybody about the takeout and the takeout.com and all that great stuff. Yeah, the takeout.com. It is a food website for people who love to eat. 
Um, you don't necessarily have to be a cook to enjoy what we're putting out there because we talk about fast food, chain restaurants, uh, news out of the food world, and plenty of other up-to-the-minute stuff. So um, if you love to cook, great. But if you don't, come visit us anyway. Right. It's a great website. And uh, you, what's, what's your, what's your, you are managing editor, correct? That's right. Yep. Yes, managing editor. How many people write for the takeout? Oh, it's a core group of about um, 15 to 20 people, uh, you know, a mix of uh, freelance and full-time folks. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of Chicago area and uh, national food writers will uh, guest write for us from time to time. That's awesome. Well, it's a great website, and it's a lot of fun, and we love talking about the stuff that you guys are covering and and what you've written about. And uh, we also uh, do – we like to do taste tests when you come on with us, Marnie. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll get a full report on the pumpkin-flavored everything, the pumpkin spice-flavored everything. Um, we'll do that. We'll get a report. But we are going to try now, and, and you've not tried these, correct, that we're about what we're going to taste test today? Correct. I have not. Neither have I, which is shocking, I think, to both of us, right? Mm-hmm. So we yeah. are going to try the pumpkin spice-flavored Oreos. It's about time. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I but, haven't had but, these before. Bef- before we do, can we talk about how kind of popular these things must be be considering what we both had to do to find them i mean oh my god what's tell us your personal story of the hunt for the pumpkin spice oreo yeah i put an unimaginable amount of legwork into finding these stupid Oreos. I saw them a few weeks ago at the, you know, I first saw them. I don't even think I was aware of them in prior years. I first saw them at a Walgreens at uh, like right near Western and Armitage, basically. Uh-huh. And I made a note like, oh, I'll grab those the next time I'm at a Walgreens. Well, cut to four Walgreens later, and I just could not find them. I went to CVS. I went to multiple Target locations. Finally found them at a Target. But, you know, I was about to place a rush Amazon order just to get my hands on these things. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and, and, and it was interesting because, I you know, you sent me an email, as you do every month when I have you on. You're like, hey, you know, uh, here, are some, here are some things from Takeout that we're going to talk about, and this could be fun, and blah, blah, blah. And, and we always do, like, a horror movie update, which we will do uh, in a second. Uh, and then you were like, hey, let's try the Oreo pumpkin spice. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then I went to the Jewels. They didn't have them. Ugh, they didn't and then, either? No, and, but I, went, I made the mistake of going to the Jewel first. I live across the street from a Walgreens. <laughs> I live right across the street from a Walgreens. I was there, in fact, yesterday. I got my... my, uh, my my new COVID uh, booster. I got that yesterday right across the street. Um, but I was like, so I went to the Jewel first, which was a little bit of a hike from my place. And they didn't have the pumpkin spice Oreos. So I went across the street. I got home and then I, I walked right across the street and they had them at the, at the Walgreens right across the street from my apartment. I could have just fantastic. gone there first. <laughs> but I went to the cookie aisle and they didn't have them in the cookie aisle. And I was like, mm, okay. But then I went to the seasonal big middle aisle where they have all the crazy Halloween candy and the Halloween decorations and all that stuff. So seasonal aisle. And they were tucked in next to like the, you know, the Hershey's fangs and the crazy bloody eyeballs. Yeah. And that's where they were at Target, too. And I'm like, I'm sorry. It is not unreasonable for me to look where the Oreos are. Right. And the <laughs> idea that... and and. Target, you know, since they're so big, I went to the one on Peterson. It's a massive. Yeah. I had to walk entire the entire length of the store to get to these other Oreos. And like you said, they're sitting next to Halloween candy. Right. I do not buy these for trick-or-treaters. It's no, a totally you, different use case. It is completely. You don't open up a, a, a bag of Oreos and like hand single Oreos to kids as they come up. <laughs> Their parents do would not like that. They would not like that at all. But anyway, we did. We found them. They were not easy to find. 
And uh, I guess the message is, why don't you stock these things in the cookie aisle? But having now, now, Marnie, I will say this, having worked at a jewel for many years, um, during the seasonal thing, they usually don't like to take regular shelf space away for an item that's only going to be around temporarily. That's why they kind of put them in special places. And I wonder if putting it with the seasonal stuff also lets them sell it at a premium because it's this special flashy thing. You know what? That's, yeah, that's (laughs) true. We got ripped off, Marnie. Basically, it took us a long time and a hard trek to find these things and we got ripped off. But anyway, we hope they're good. So we'll try that later. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, Marnie's pissed. They better be. (laughs) That's the first time I've ever heard you pissed, Marnie. I got to tell you right now. Well, you know, I went to a lot of stores looking for these things. (laughs) Okay. Well, we got them. We're good. We're going to try them. So the uh, pumpkin spice uh, Oreos, we'll be trying those in a little bit later on. Um, Before we get to the regular stuff that we talk about, including uh, horror movies, uh, today is Friday the 22nd, but tomorrow, for people who are listening, um, if there are tickets available, you guys are doing a Mortified show. That's right, we are. Yeah, tell me about that, because I saw a lovely picture of you. How old were you in this picture? Oh, the one on Instagram? Yeah. Uh, I think I was 15 in that photo. <laughs> okay, so you were 15, and you were very happy. We had a stuffed animal of some kind? What's what's going on in the picture? Yeah, I was. it's a picture of me at Claire's, the accessories store, getting my ears double pierced as a teenager. And when you get your ears pierced, they let you squeeze the bear, the Claire's bear, so that you're not, uh, I don't know, scared of the pain. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. There's a Claire's bear that you get to squeeze? Wait, wait a second. This is a real thing? So you can, you, wait. <laughs> well, I mean, it was like, you know... 18 yeah. years ago. Right, uh, right, right, right. I don't I hope they're not using the same bear anymore. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be grungy. That would be as hygienic as giving single Oreos to kids door to door. That would be around <laughs> the same. So you had the bear and you were squeezing it and you were very happy and you got your double ears pierced. Is there a story that you're going to share at Mortified about this? You know, it's more about uh, journal entries. So for anyone who doesn't know, Mortified yes. is yeah, a live stage show where adults present the things they created as adolescents, whether that's journal entries, art projects, what have you. And I am usually a story producer for the show in which I help other people craft the narrative of their own material. But uh, Saturday at the Studebaker Theater in the Fine Arts Building, uh, I will be presenting my own um, mortified story, uh, journal wow. entries from when I was a teenager. So right around the time that I was getting my ears double pierced, um, I was also writing a ton of uh, angsty journal entries that range from raving about American Idol to um, seeing Pirates of the Caribbean nine times in the theater and documenting oh all of my adventures therein. Oh my so. God. There is a lot of ground to cover. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, you saw, are we talking about the first Pirates of the Caribbean? Yes, the second one I only saw seven times in the I theater, see. Nick. <laughs> Man, that's a lot of time because those goddamn movies are long. Yes, they are. Those and, are uh, long, man. Yeah. Now, the third one I saw less than one time in a theater because I fell asleep. But, um, yeah. yeah, diminishing returns, I would say. Uh, yeah, absolutely. God, I remember one of those being almost three hours, if I remember correctly. I Yeah. I, and. Man. And full of just the most extraneous action sequences you could imagine. Yeah. But but my oh. teenage self was obsessed, so it's go. all in the journal. And okay. uh, yeah, tickets well, are still available. F- tickets are still available at the Studebaker Theater, the Fine Arts Building, uh, a beautiful, beautiful space uh, for Mortified. And again, uh, the website for people who would like to check it out. Yeah, that's getmortified.com. 
getmortified.com. Oh, man. I would love to hear the story of why you saw. Did you just love Johnny Depp? Were you a big Johnny Depp thing? Is that what it was? Uh, I think at the time it was more of an Orlando Bloom oh, thing. Oh, of course, of course, of course, of course. How silly of me. That's yes, right. Yes, 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 yes. So then, uh, so were you also, did you see Lord of the Rings like 15,000 times too? Oh, yeah, and that's all documented in there as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I was very worried about about making sure I saw Lord of the Rings before anything was spoiled for me. So. I see. Yeah, because uh, you know the books have only been out for like seventy years, but that's, <laughs> that's okay. Right. Uh, that's great. Okay, Orlando Bloom. I can see that. I can totally. I can totally see that. He is a beautiful <laughs> man. A beautiful man. Uh, but by the way, that he was terrible in that last uh, that car racing thing. Um, oh, was he? Gran Turismo. Yeah. Oh, that movie was yeah. brutal. Oh my god. You gosh. know, he he can just take a break. I don't think he needs to prove yeah. anything to anybody anymore. Yeah. He can just go live his life. Yeah, but he's Legolas, man, and that's pretty that's badass. Right. So, uh no, I'm with you on that. I uh yeah. So, anyway, okay, cool. So, you can get to get mortified. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Okay. And that's part of the joy of of mortified. Very cool. Now, speaking of movies, we love to have a horror report every time we talk to uh to Marnie. We talk about the resurgence in, in love that you have for the genre of horror. And um, let's hear your horror report for this visit, Marnie. What's what's going on in the horror world for you? So usually I end up watching a hodgepodge of movies, whatever is available for streaming, whatever sounds good in the moment. But I've taken the studious route this month, and I have been working my way through a blind spot in my uh repertoire, which I've never seen any of the Child's Play slash Chucky movies. So I started with one, and I finished the sixth installment last night, mm-hmm. and I think I just have one more to go you've in, got the, the, in the chronology, right? And you've got the, yeah, and you've got the remake. I don't know if you're, if you're going to do the remake, because the remake with uh, Aubrey Plaza. Yes. Um, and and then... the, vo- the voice of Chucky is Mark Hamill. Oh. That. Yeah. It's not it's not uh, Brad Dorf. It's Mark Hamill. Okay, now I'm just curious, just for that reason, because yeah. we all know what Mark Hamill can do with voice work. Exactly, um, but don't get too curious, Marnie. I don't want to... <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> don't get too excited. Don't get too excited. And then, you know, if depending on how that experience goes, uh, there's also a TV series now, right? Which, by the way, Marnie kicks ass. Fantastic. It's okay. great. It has no business being as good as it is. Like, mm-hmm. I turned it on. I'm like, all right, I watch this shit. You know, and I turned it on. <laughs> and literally, like, the second episode, I'm like, man, this is really good. It's very clever. It's funny. It's well made. It is better than most of the movies, than almost, maybe than all of them. Wow. <laughs> yeah, okay. no, I mean, no, the TV series, I, I back that TV series completely. Uh, absolutely. Okay. Well, then I've still got a little bit more work cut out for me. But, uh, yeah. But I've got six down. That's not nothing. No. So what do you think? Well, the first one absolutely delighted me because I didn't know that it's like a quintessential Chicago movie. Absolutely. It's so funny, Marnie. And let me just say this really quickly. Uh, uh, my girlfriend, uh, Julie, uh, uh, um, we've been dating for about a little over a month now, a little, little more than a month. And uh, she's not into horror at all. And yet, in the time that we've been dating, she was at the Flashback Horror Convention for three days. <laughs> um, and somehow she ended up this past Saturday, uh, uh, you know, like humoring me by going to a drive-in, the Midway drive-in, to see four horror movies back to back to back to back to back. Oh and again, God. this is not her scene. <laughs> but the first movie was Child's Play, the very first one. And, and we just, it's so weird that you mentioned this because we just watched it. Um, and she had this thing about freak, being freaked out about Chucky. And not so much after seeing the movie now. 
Okay. But I introduced the films at this uh, at the drive-in. I, 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 I'm one of the hosts at the Flashback Weekend convention. Mm-hmm. And Mike and Mia, who run the Flashback Weekend, also run the Midway Drive-in. They were like, well, why don't you do a thing where you introduce each movie and give us trivia and facts and stuff? Everything I said about Child's Play had to do with the locations. <laughs> All I did was talk about every single cool location where they shot it. Um, and that was like, and it is so Chicago. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, the you... very first line in the movie is something like, you know, I got him, Wacker and LaSalle, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. he, uh, and I had the page of the filming locations up the whole time I was watching. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, because I kind of knew what beats were coming uh, from the movie. But yeah. Um, yeah. First one, total Chicago delight. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they quickly transfer the movies out of Chicago. Um but yeah, the it's it's been an interesting journey ever since then because second one was still fun but retread, I would say. Third one makes the baffling choice. They're like clearly sitting around thinking, hmm, what visual motif can we provide in this third installment? And they go with military academy. Right. Yeah. Which I just that was so now yeah. the second one has the best set piece of all time, which is of course you want these movies to culminate in a toy factory. Absolutely. Yeah. It, by, by the way, Marnie, but the second one's my favorite of the whole, of all of them. It's, and I think it's my that's favorite of all of them. And consensus, it's consensus, right? I think so. I don't know. And I think most people go with the first one. But the reason I like the second one, I think the second one's really dark. And I think it's mm-hmm. a very kind of a screwed up look at child abuse and orphanage you know, and orphanages. And I think it's really a twisted movie. And all of that stuff that takes place in the, you know, in the warehouse is very surreal. It reminded me, have you ever seen the movie, the Dr. Seuss, based on the Dr. Seuss uh, story, uh, The 5,000 Fingers of Dr. T? No, I haven't. Um, it's, it's a movie, by the way, that, that Rich Coast Fenguli hates. <laughs> he, <laughs> he hates it, and I was always like, he thinks it's the worst movie he's ever shown. Wow. But I love the movie, and, and there are sequences in Child's Play 2 that completely remind me of these really surreal conveyor belt-like sequences in this 5,000 Fingers of Dr. T. Um, yeah, it, it was Seussian in its um, use of, you know, conveyor belts, hooks, um, yeah. candy-colored levers and buttons. And, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, almost like the end of Roger Rabbit, too. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that that was just so much fun. And then to go to, like, an austere military academy in the third installment was just, <laughs> oh, like, right. such a swerve. Right. Um, and then, yeah. and now, is it the fourth one is... That one they bring Jennifer Tilly in because I always forget because like, she's is. the bride. That's Bride of Chucky, right? The fourth one. Mm-hmm. That's when they yeah. bring in Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. Yes, and that the fourth and fifth Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky are kind <laughs> of like just their own little sidebars. It seems right, like it's right. totally out of sync and out of tone with the first. Right. three movies <laughs> it's just like right. it's just like let's all have some fun here <laughs> right yeah that's true and then the sixth one i don't even remember what the, the it, seed no seed was in the fifth one what was the, uh, the seed one? is the seventh so oh, or, okay. no no i'm sorry no cult is the seventh cult so right six right. is curse of chucky curse. and that's from 2013 right. um so they take another big temporal leap between movies but right. it kind of gets things back on track it's kind of like classic haunt classic haunted house vibes yeah um and they add in uh you know they add more charles lee ray mythology so like chucky and who he was and you know it it's like to mixed results but Mm -hmm. i had fun watching it okay all right and then the you now so you've still got the seventh one to go you're six in right 
Yeah. So you got the seventh one and then the reboot uh, and then the TV series if you choose to continue. Are you going to continue this journey? Has it been a journey that you've enjoyed going through the going through the Child's Play Chucky world? Every time I grow bored, they do find a way to get me back into it. Like, mm-hmm. all Chucky needs to do is his little Brad Dorf chuckle, and I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm back. I love this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Brad Dorf, is, uh, Brad Dorf does a great job uh, as yeah. the voice of Chucky, a fantastic job. Definitely. Um, so that's always a plus because he's, I mean, it's Brad Dorf. He's the man. <laughs> uh, so, all right, uh, you're rediscovering the Child's Play franchise and you're six deep. You got uh, you got one more. But I, I will tell you this, Marnie, if you do go on to the TV series, seriously, it's surprisingly good. Like I really think good. I have to now. Yeah, I think that I, I'm, I'm not, I haven't lost steam yet. So I'm, yeah. I'm ready to yeah. dive in. Okay, cool. All right. So uh, Child's Play uh, franchise. And I, I, I was telling you this before we started recording. There is a new movie that opens today in theaters. It's called, it's a new horror movie. It's called It Lives Inside. Um, and, you know, I know that you've been seeing the commercials for it. We all have. Mm-hmm. There's been trailers for it. If you go into the movies and you're online, they'll throw ads for you and everything. And the ad campaign and the trailers are all great. The poster is really terrific. The movie, however, is really bad and very derivative <sighs> and wholly disappointing. And I know that you know you like to go out and see these new things like did you see talk to me have we talked I about it? We did talked? I saw it opening night yeah right oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely nothing nothing no, approaching that not yeah. even in the not even in the ro- remotely as good as like stuff like talk to me or the boogeyman or even evil dead rise which we've had some solid horror movies this year this one subpar Ugh. sub subpar what so, a shame yeah but we got more coming out hey there's an exorcist movie coming out in a couple of weeks I know it I'm excited <laughs> I'm very excited about it um, because I will say this. This is very weird. I was just realizing this, that I like every Exorcist movie and every Exorcist thing. Like, wow. obviously, obviously, the first one is great. I have a soft spot in my heart for the second one. Everybody hates it. But I, I, there are, it's a batshit crazy movie that I kind of love. That's Exorcist 2, The Heretic. Um, Exorcist 3, Legion, I think is every bit as good as the first one. Like Exorcist hmm. three, every Exorcist three is terrifying. If you've never, have you seen it? I have not, and in fact, I've only seen The Exorcist as a kid. So oh. I think I gotta, I gotta revisit. Yeah. I think you do. Well, by the way, speaking of Brad Dorif, oh wait a minute, speaking of Brad Dorif, Marnie, <laughs> Exorcist three, Brad Dorif gives one of the best performances he's ever given, and one of the best performances in a horror movie of all time. We owe this man so much. I know. Look, look what he's done for us. And he's a lovely man. I met him at Flashback a couple of times. He's a really cool guy. And the first thing I said to him was, you know, your performance in Exorcist 3 is one of the greatest performances of all time. He's like, thank you. You know, so it was fun. But <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure so he I, hears about Chucky most of the time. Yeah, yeah, he does. Exactly. And I was like, no, 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 your Chucky is fine. But I'm talking about Exorcist 3. <laughs> so you got Exorcist, you got Exorcist 2, you got Exorcist 3, all, all of which I like. Then there were like the, re, the, like the sort of like sequels. There was like uh, one that Paul Schrader directed, one that Rennie Harlan directed that I liked. And then there was the TV series with Gina Davis. That was mm-hmm. shot shot here in Chicago. Oh, that's cool. And, and that was from like 2012 or 2013, and that was good. And now the new one, The Exorcist Believer, uh, is by David Gordon Green, who was the guy who rebooted the Halloween series just right. these past few years. And Ellen Burstyn is back for the first time since the original. Wow, Play- that's going to so, be so good. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited about it. So that one, I think, I've got very, very, very high hopes for that. The next time we talk, I think both of us will have seen it. So yeah. um, we'll definitely jump into that. So. For sure. Cool. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your Chucky trip, your journey. <laughs> Thank you. I will. 
Hopefully, uh, maybe, I don't think so, but maybe uh, Orlando Bloom will, po- will pop up in one of those. <laughs> I mean, Billy Boyd did, his co-star from uh, Lord of the he, Rings. God, he did, didn't he? That's... Yeah, he voiced <laughs> the seed of Chucky himself, so That's it's not right. completely unreasonable. That's, I totally forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that. That's fantastic. All right. Okay. Well, you're going to continue to have a good time. Very cool. All right. Mm-hmm. We got the horror report. So let's get to the takeout. Everybody check out the takeout.com for all your food stuff. I guess we got to start. I mean, we'll, we'll end the, the visit with the taste test of the pumpkin spice Oreos. We'll do that at the end. Mm-hmm. But speaking of pumpkin spice, it's that time of year, Marnie. I mean, it starts earlier every year, doesn't it? I mean, doesn't it start like now in, at the end of July or the beginning of August? Yeah, I mean, it depends on which product you're talking about, but you're absolutely right on both counts because the beer started coming out in July this year, Sam Adams, and then the the lattes started coming out in August. So it is earlier every year, uh, like objectively, and and they yeah. found that they can't release it too early. It, no matter how early they release it, people go for it. And in fact, this year's Starbucks... Um, visit surge on on pumpkin spice launch day was the highest it's been since they started recording that foot traffic data so and and it was 100 degrees the day they released it but people (laughs) people just don't care you know well well let's talk about it what's 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 going on in the world of uh, of um, of pumpkin spice uh any new products what are the old reliables doing you just talked about starbucks anything else in the in the pumpkin spice world that's happening absolutely so Duncan has kind of a gimmicky new drink. I don't know if you've seen it uh, advertised. The munch, the ice spice munchkins drink. Have you heard about this? I have. I don't know what it is, but please tell me. <laughs> yeah. So Ice Spice is a popular uh, music artist, and her fan base is called the Munchkins. So Duncan, obviously, uh, and and you know pumpkin spice yeah. ice spice like there were too many connections to ignore so Duncan finally yep. Yep. uh capitalized on it and did a collaboration drink but um the drink is like frozen coffee blended with actual pumpkin spice munchkins so like i went to go buy this thing i thought that they maybe had like a crumble that they pour into the drink or something that's pre-bagged on site or whatever it's not they go to the munchkin basket and pick out three pumpkin spice munchkins oh and then you hear them blending it into the drink oh, oh my god <laughs> and so i thought you know i thought it might be kind of interesting like a portillo's cake shake you know where there's there's those big chunks that you can suck up through the straw yeah but unfortunately they pulverized the munchkins so thoroughly that you're just kind of left with like a residue of wet crumbs in the cup that you you can't even suck up through the straw because they're too finely grated <laughs> Yeah, And so it's just like, um, it just ends up being like a frozen coffee, but gritty. Wow. Okay. So that, that was not a success, but the very successful product I think is the Wendy's pumpkin spice frosty. Yeah. See, that sounds good to me. That sounds Mm -hmm. real good. Yeah. Because they don't have to bother with making it taste like coffee at all. They just get to focus on all the pumpkin pie elements of it. So it's really kind of just like that pure hit of pumpkin spice flavor that you want. Yeah. And it's good. It's available now. I mean, obviously through. How long do these things go? Do they go through the new year? Do they go through the holidays, pumpkin spice, or just into November around Thanksgiving? 
I don't even know that it goes that far because they definitely want to bring in the red cup holiday drinks as oh, soon as possible right. too. So right. I would say if you want these things, you got to go September, October and, and no later than that. Okay. All right. So you got a month to get this stuff, but, um, <laughs> A big thumbs up on the uh, on the Wendy's pumpkin spice frosty, which just sounds delightful to me. So good, so worth yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I mean, everything is pumpkin spiced. You know, like you like. Obviously, we're going to try the Oreos, but there seems to be like everything is pumpkin spice. I. You know what I love is like these people that put up the fake uh, of stuff on on uh, on social media. <laughs> Yes. You know, like 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 uh, like uh, toilet paper, like pumpkin spice, you know, Scott tissue and stuff like that. Stuff well, like you know, that. that's not even like fake anymore. Um, the brand Dude Wipes, uh, which makes a you know not so flushable flushable wipe, um, now have pumpkin spice uh, variety. Wait, so. so so dudes can wipe themselves and smell like pumpkin spice is what you're telling me. Apparently, that was a market segment they cornered. Yeah. Is there a need for that? I mean, there, is it like, do, do guys do, I mean, I'm not sure I want to smell like pumpkin spice in my pants. I'm not sure. Well, you know what? If you don't want that, there's also pumpkin spice garbage bags that you can put in your kitchen. So you've got options here. I did hear about the, go- so, so it's like, because they have those scented garbage bags that smell like Glade or, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, like air freshener or, you know, like, uh, uh, um, uh, what's the stuff you spray on your clothes to freshen? What the hell did why am I oh, blanking? like Febreze. Febreze, right. There's like Febreze garbage bags where you can, you know, have that fresh smell. But really, pumpkin spice. <laughs> yeah. Hefty is on the case. Cinnamon un- pumpkin spice trash bags. I don't even, I I don't know, man. I guess some people, I don't know. Now, I'm not, look, I'm not anti-pumpkin spice. A lot of people are. I have a, my friend Scott is like, no, like he's mad every time. <laughs> Right around this time every year, he's like angry. Like every time he walks into the store, he's like, oh, this goddamn pumpkin spice. And he gets mad. <laughs> I'm not in, onto that level, but I do think it goes a little too far. Like I really do not want to freshen myself in the bathroom with pumpkin spice scented stuff. Especially not for a premium because it has been shown that if you put pumpkin spice on the label, you can charge more for your product. Look at that, man. Yeah. So pumpkin spice anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't too far off. I guess those joke items... Um, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't I, give I, them I, ideas. I know I'm not going to give them ideas. I, you know, one of the ones that they've posted on there's a Summer's Eve pumpkin spice. Like, come mm-hmm. on, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. that response that you just had. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> I want my pumpkin spice edible. I'll say that. That's what I yeah. want. Yeah. You want edible pumpkin spice. You don't want it as part of the Summer's Eve or for, as part of toilet uh, <laughs> stuff. So. Ugh. Okay. All right. Well, there's your pumpkin spice report. It will continue just for the next month. So get out there, wait in line, try to find your Oreos. We'll tell you how they taste in a little bit. Um, all right. Let's get to some of the other stuff. Now, uh, AI, we've talked about how, how, how everybody's terrified of AI, how, you know, I mean, look, we've had an entire writer's strike that's in and around that involves AI. AI has become a major thing. I'm seeing a movie tonight uh, to, to, uh, to not to break the, you know, the, the magic here, but we're taping here on a Thursday morning and tonight i am seeing a movie called the creator which i'm very excited about Mm -hmm. um and it's a science fiction movie that involves ai and how ai has gotten out of control and now ai is like telling us how to pick our mushrooms what's going on here with this yeah so (laughs) (laughs) you know ai uh we've seen its capability of generating text uh in all its forms but it has no imperative to make 
that text factual or to make it hold water logistically, right? So um, a report from 404 Media found that um, expert mushroom foragers are kind of sounding the alarm about this because on Amazon, there are all sorts of self-published guides to foraging that are AI generated. And if you're looking in the wrong place for your mushroom foraging information, you can die. You know, this is this is serious stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could you could poison yourself. And that's why you need a guide in the first place. And um, so 404 Media kind of ran a bunch of these self-published guides through uh, services that tell you how likely something is to have been AI generated. And they all came back with like zero human involvement. Um, <laughs> and so it's a it's a growing problem. And so you just have to be so careful about what services you entrust to artificial intelligence. It can do certain things, but we have to know what its limitations are or else like someone's going to end up in the hospital, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, so so nobody's gotten nobody's gotten sick or hurt because of this yet, right? I mean, it's still just like, hey, don't don't use AI to to tell you where to forage yes. for mushrooms. Certainly nothing documented yet, but it stands to reason that if these books are allowed to proliferate and Amazon doesn't do anything to curtail the sale of them, um, you know, that that could lead to some big problems. So it's more about like being an informed consumer. And obviously, if someone's buying a mushroom foraging guide, they know that they need help. Otherwise, they could be in danger. So you just need to get the right one. You need to get the one that's going to do the job. Right. Wow. Okay. So be careful. Be careful. I wonder how uh, AI recipes are. Uh, you know, I mean, this is another, just thinking about this. We we played around with it a little bit. Um, we did an experiment to see if ChatGPT could help uh, meal plan for the week. Um, and you know, it did. You 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 plug in how many people you want to cook for. Um, maybe how much you want to spend on groceries, and it spits out a few ideas. But they're rather. Uh, they're nothing that a person couldn't think of themselves. I would say they're not very uh, inspired. Um, yeah. I think it said, like, you could make chicken tacos. That's like, well, yeah, I know that. Can you tell <laughs> right. me how to make them? <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> you know, so it, it can do things like that. But uh, certainly it's not like saving tons of labor because all the people who create recipes that ChatGPT sources from are the ones who are creating the value, right? Right, right, yeah. Okay, interesting. All right, so don't, I mean, but, but, but seriously, on a serious note, there are mushrooms that could make you sick or could kill you out there. Um, mm -hmm. So don't leave it in the hands of AI. No. Okay, all right. Now, I, I'm always disappointed to hear sad news about Arby's. I happen to be a huge fan of Arby's. Um, I like it too. I love Arby's, but there aren't any in the city. Uh, you know, I mean, there used to be, they used to be everywhere. And the only one mm -hmm. that I know of is uh, near Madison and Wabash. I think. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. That's the only one that I know of. It's in the loop. But there used to be a ton of them. There used to be one on Peterson. There was one at Addison and Harlem. They were all over the place. One on Ashland, uh, right just south of Belmont. There used to be one there. And these were all that I would visit on a regular basis. And now you just can't find Arby's anymore. And when I hear that Arby's is, you know, in the news in a negative way, it always makes me sad because I love Arby's. <laughs> I, I do. Uh, and, and it always reminds me of the of – the, um, that episode of the of uh, the Simpsons where they're doing uh, the Lord of the Flies thing. Yes, yes. And uh, I'm so hungry, I could eat at Arby's, which is one of my. <laughs> I know it's unfortunately that's a lot of America's first association with poor exactly. Arby's these days. Yeah, I know. Or 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 um, or Seinfeld, where Putty's like, 
Feels like an Arby's night. Like like Putty used to like to take <laughs> Putty used to like to take Elaine to Arby's, and uh, but I like genuinely like Arby's. I really do. Um, yeah. But now there's a lawsuit. What's going on with Arby's now? What's happening? Yeah. So a class action lawsuit has been filed against Arby's, um, and it's a it's a case claiming misleading advertising. So. You know, we all know those Ving Rhames ads like Arby's. We have the meats and it's yeah. that big towering image of a roast beef yeah. sandwich. And um, But this lawsuit claims that the roast beef based sandwiches, so not um, the new burgers or anything, but the, the beef and cheddars, things like that, yeah. uh, misrepresent the amount of meat that is filling the sandwich. And uh, the claims involve, uh, you know, alleging that, Arby's pushes all the beef to the front of the sandwich to imply that the same amount is in the back. Uh-huh. And and so it's like, oh, you think you're going to get this absolute mountain of meat. Um, and then they have exhibits showing that the amount is much more anticlimactic once you buy it. So mm. they're, they're kind of arguing that, well, hey, we wouldn't have bought it if we, if we didn't think we were getting more value. Um, and who knows where these things end up going? It's all about the reasonable consumer standard. With cases like this, a judge has to determine what a reasonable consumer will expect of their food based on advertising. Because we all know that ads are going to make food look better. Of course. Yes, of course. Yeah. It's just... I mean, sh- um, we should know that. I mean... <laughs> yeah. It would be, like, alarming if you opened, like, a Big Mac container and it looked the way that it does in an ad. You'd be like, oh, of my course. God. <laughs> Wait, did somebody glue this together? What's going on? Because that's yeah, what they do. They someone... spray. They put they put acrylic spray on it and stuff. I wouldn't be... I would be very suspicious if something looked like it did in a TV commercial. Right. Um, and I don't even think it would fit in the box if it were no. that tall. <laughs> no, it's true. All right. So what's happening? I mean, uh, uh, what's what's the progress on these lawsuits? Is Arby's like lawyering up? Are they getting ready to go? Yeah, it's um, it's been filed. Uh, and so they have to determine whether it can proceed. Um, but Taco Bell's actually facing something very similar. Um, they, the amount of beef in the crunch wraps is Come being on. contested. <laughs> um, and, and the Mexican pizzas as well. Anything where there's like that, you know, side view of a pile of ground beef. Oh, um, but yeah, class action lawsuits are, um, you know, a really big talking point this summer. And one is allowed to proceed. Just yesterday it was uh a, a judge gave it the green light against Starbucks um, because the Starbucks refresher drinks, you know, the fruity ones, um, yeah. they all have words in the name that correspond to fruits that are not present in the drink. So like the mango passion fruit one has no mango, you know, things like this where a judge said, you know, that that is objectively misleading. So we can proceed with the case and see how it shakes yeah. out. Yeah. Well, that kind of makes sense. If you're false advertising, that makes sense. But like... Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, I'm being fooled by a TV commercial with the amount of roast beef stacked on top of a, I don't know. That just seems weird. Right. It seems like a little bit more of a gray area, so it could yeah. be argued either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on the lawsuits. I mean, you know, I mean, like, fast food lawsuits have been around for a long time. I do remember, um, I think, I guess the most famous one was the fact that at one point McDonald's was serving scalding hot coffee. Yes. Um, yeah. That and, that was uh, a much one, misunderstood right? case. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was yeah, really that. like scalding hot. I mean, you know, it was it was obscenely hot. This this right. Woman. It, 
yeah, this this woman had like third degree burns, you yeah. know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember people like, oh, you're suing the co- you're suing McDonald's because the coffee was hot. Coffee is hot, but not third degree burns hot. Like it shouldn't be that hot. Right, and the lid wasn't secure. You know, yeah. all sorts of things that felt like yeah. very reasonable adjustments yeah, for absolutely. the brand to make. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the food lawsuits are continuing. And now they're paying, uh, uh, yogurt companies are now paying $200,000 for people to write. What is, what is going on? There's a, what is this, the story here? Yeah. So this was kind of went viral on Twitter and elsewhere. Um, Chobani, the Greek yogurt company, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, posted a job listing for an executive writer and the stated salary range on LinkedIn was $186,600 to $278,400. Mm. Um, and, and someone posted it on Twitter with the caption, people, it is time to start writing about yogurt. <laughs> uh, because, you know, nobody could figure out, like, this is just Chobani. Like, what what would this entail? Sounds like a dream job. Um, so people looked into it because it was just, like, a baffling uh salary range and um the executive writer is different than say a copywriter who would you know write ad copy for greek yogurt this is more like um you know top level stuff writing communications for the ceo creating messaging strategies across the entire brand portfolio things like that so it it is it's a job description that doesn't necessarily make clear how much high level stuff you're doing, but it was just so funny because everyone was applying. They're like, "Well, why wouldn't I apply to write about yoga?" Yeah, you know, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, the position has been filled, so oh. we can no longer apply. But keep an eye out for more of those positions. Hell yeah, six figures to write about yogurt. <laughs> like, I how mean, much is there to say? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Crazy. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How much is there to say about yogurt? Now, it, now, granted, that's some fancy yogurt. That's the good yogurt. Oh uh, yeah. You know the fancy, the fancy ass <laughs> yogurt. I used to get the. I used to when I was a kid. I used to get the Dannon and the Yo Play, and that was about as far as it went. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was yeah. a, it was a treat for fruit at the bottom. Now there's all kinds of crazy stuff in yogurt. I mean, you know, like Trix yogurt and yeah. Gogurt. Yeah. Yeah, Gogurt I, and yogurt I, and all that stuff, and you get like the thing where you can just peel off the the the. Uh, the, the the foil and dump it in and all that stuff back back in the old days it was like wow there's strawberries on the bottom of this thing and it was like a that was a treat to tell your kids about so well you know maybe all this mythology of yogurt you just outlined i think that you have a future as a, a yogurt writer i think so that's <laughs> where that's, that's what i'm trying for that's my next that's my next, <laughs> that's my next yeah. thing if i can make two hundred thousand dollars writing about yogurt i used to eat a lot of yogurt when i was a kid when i was younger i was a teenager a it's lot so of yogurt. Good. Oh my mm-hmm. god! I used to eat it all. Do you still eat yogurt? I always have the big um, plain Greek yogurt tub in my fridge because it goes in everything. Yes, you know, you does. can you can use it as sour cream on, on yep. like tacos if you want. So yep, you yeah. can use it for everything. Yeah, yogurt's a lovely, lovely food item. And you remember the uh, Dannon uh, ad campaign like um, that led you to believe that you could live to be five hundred and twelve if you ate yogurt. <laughs> you remember those those commercials? Yeah, yogurt, yogurt really has been making wild promises to us for decades, hasn't Seriously, it? Seriously, <laughs> it absolutely has. But I remember that one. That was from like the 70s or 80s. Uh huh. If you look it up, Dannon had an ad campaign where all they did was interview the oldest people in the world. Like literally, <sighs> like legitimately old people. Like this person is in the Guinness Book of World Records. They're 104 years old. And what do they have in common, all these old people? They eat Dannon yogurt every day. So they... <laughs> implied that if you ate Dan and yogurt, you could live to be 300 years old. That was what they implied. 
And then in the 90s, they switched and said, if you eat yogurt, you'll be part of a, a great group of female friends who sit around talking about yogurt. <laughs> That's right. They kind of like scaled down the expectation. <laughs> and then Jamie Lee Curtis did commercials for yogurt that makes you poop. And that was, what, right. that was when I knew I was old because like she was my big teenage crush. And then, like, she's doing commercials for what was it? What was the what was that product? Oh, that was Activia. Activia, that's right, <laughs> that's right. And I remember going, "Well, shit, I'm old. My teenage crush is now doing commercials for, you know, yogurt that makes older women regular." That was like, okay, cool, all right. I know. Who where knew I that stand she in. would do like decades more of cool films though? Like, I know she'd win she an Oscar last year. Like, what the <laughs> hell is happening? She was doing yogurt poop commercials se- seven years ago, and now she's got an Oscar. Careers are long. What the hell is happening? So anyway, all right. So if you want to earn six figures, uh, go to uh, Chobani and say, hey, I want to write about Greek yogurt. And that's all you need. Okay. Um, What are you guys working on uh, that uh, that we can look forward to before we taste test our Oreos? Well, uh, we're heading into Halloween season. So we're going to be talking about candy, hopefully daily, if not more often than that. So that's what's to look forward to. Uh, Well, always look forward to that. And uh, and I don't know if you're busy on October 24th, uh, Marnie, on Tuesday, October 24th, but um, we're doing this podcast live at Zany's in Rosemont. Nice. Um, Fun. As as Merelda and I will be on stage live, Andrea Darlis will be our special guest. My dad, as he always does, will come up on stage and close the show by telling some jokes. (laughs) And we're going to be giving away Halloween candy, and we're going to try to find some really crazy-ass Halloween candy to give away because it's taking place on Tuesday, October 24th. Oh, that's perfect. So, you yeah, if you, can, out. if you can make it out, we're going to be handing out weird little candy for everybody, all the weird Halloween candies, and we're going to talk about all that kind of cool stuff. So That sounds um, awesome. If you're not busy on Tuesday, October 24th, Zany's and Rosemont. So, great. Anyway, cool. All right, so look forward to uh, you guys at the takeout covering all the great Halloween candy stuff that's happening for the next month or so. Uh, but we do have the Pumpkin Spice... Oreos, the pumpkin spice flavor cream, I should say, Oreos. Yes. (laughs) And describe, now, now when people think pumpkin spice Oreos, I think a lot of people immediately are like, because they're thinking the chocolate, the dark chocolate cookie. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to tell everybody what, these are not the dark chocolate Oreo cookies with like the pumpkin spice cream in the middle. It's different than that. Yeah, it's more like the golden Oreo base with the, vanilla cookies um, unless they've made them a bit of more of a graham crackery taste I'm not sure yeah. but uh, yeah it's yellow package and it's got a rather nuclear orange looking slice of pumpkin pie it on the package really so, yeah. it really does it really does I mean like we'll see how artificial it ends up tasting exactly but, um, well yeah. it does say limited edition so get mm-hmm. out there and get yours now now I've never tried these and Marnie you've never tried them Correct. So I've opened up my package and I've oh, slid I'm them out. Opening it up now. Opening uh, it up. Yeah. Um, behind the scenes, look, I'm in a recording booth whose lights automatically shut off um, about 10 minutes ago. Um, oh, so I'm no. sitting in the dark and I am opening this package without seeing what I'm doing. So I won't be able to opine on how orange the cream looks, but you All can right. tell I, me. I will do that for you. I'm looking at it right now. It's very orange. The cream is very orange. Like dark, almost like nuclear orange. The smell just hit me like a Yankee candle. <laughs> that That is like the, the most fragrant food we have ever I, taste tested. There's no question about it. Like I opened these up like right before we started recording. Ooh. I opened them up and as soon as I opened them up and I'm, I, it was about two and a half feet away from me, maybe two feet <laughs> yeah. away from me. And I, as soon as oh. I opened it up, I'm like, oh my God, pumpkin spice slamming into my nostrils, uh, you know, yes. going 80 miles an hour. It's so rude. It's, a, um, it's yeah. rude. <laughs> <laughs> now, how do you think, do you think that we should just bite in normal or should we like open it up? How should well, we eat this? 
I here's the thing. I never eat Oreos by twisting them and scraping the 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 cream filling. I never okay. do that. I always mm-hmm. eat Oreos by bite. Now I think maybe we should try it both ways. Okay. So you know, like either e- either or. Uh, so how do you want to do? Because I think we'll, we'll, why don't we taste test two of these? Okay, I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna open one up and eat the cream side like an open face, like so that I get cookie and cream at the same time. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. You try that. I'll, I'm going to go with the old fashioned, just biting into the thing as a sandwich. Okay. All right. So we're ready. Ready. There we go. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's the funny thing. Mm-hmm. It's all fragrance. I don't taste any of that fragrance. Yeah. Like I don't. I'm not tasting pumpkin here. Are you? Oh, maybe Not maybe really. like way later. A little bit, yeah. Hold on. Now I will. Yeah, the, I will say this. You're absolutely right. I mean, like, I think it's good. It is it's, good, and it's um. It's sweet. Like um, if someone just handed you that, and you, like me, were eating it in the dark, uh, <laughs> could you? Would you be able to meaningfully pinpoint pumpkin spice here, like? Because I no, don't know that I could. You know, it's interesting that you are literally blind tasting this. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, because I think that's heightened your senses a little bit. Um, yeah, no, it's got a little bit of a pumpkin thing. But I will say this. The aroma is much, much stronger than the flavor. Definitely. Without question. I mean, it's good. It's sugary. Mm-hmm. It's got a nice little... I mean, it's a very pleasant-tasting sweet cookie. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And it's got that pleasant crunch and creaminess that you get from an oreo um and it's got a little bit of the of the orange i'm sorry it's got a little bit of the pumpkin flavor to it and a little bit of the spice to it but not, it, it definitely is weaker than its aroma but it's still i think tasty yes it's a tasty slightly cinnamon flavored golden oreo there you go yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you have no idea what it looks like you could have been <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm gonna bring these out into the light and realize how like <laughs> Uh, construction cone orange they really were and then maybe that'll cue my brain to taste right. more pumpkin right it'll probably taste a little bit different than it, than it did in the dark I, i'm so sorry that you have to sit in the dark <laughs> i'm so sorry that you're, you're sitting in the dark while doing my podcast now does that happen all the time it Marty, happens constantly so you're sit when you record with me you're sitting for like a half an hour in the dark yes because the sensor for the light is blocked from the like the area where you sit oh so i was God. thinking about throwing something yeah, toward the, the door <laughs> but i have nothing that i can throw that's like that, not valuable oh my <laughs> god that's so funny that is so funny okay so okay so the taste test uh you know i'm in a perfectly lit dining room you know um <laughs> and you are in a recording room completely dark yeah so i think our flavor buds have a different thing going on <laughs> That's true. Well, maybe this is the most objective taste test of all time. Of all time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I give it a thumbs up, though. I think they're tested. I, I, I will finish this. I will finish this package of cookies without hesitation. For sure. And like, yeah. if you uh, just want a break from the norm, this is like a slight deviation from normal yeah. Oreos. It's yeah. nice. I think I think you uh, summed it up perfectly. Um, and now I, I really now are you going to need a, a dog to help you get out of the room what, or a cane or something? What, what, what I'm concerned. I'm concerned about. I am quite literally going to use my phone's flashlight setting and just sort of like 
make my way to the door. It'll be a lot like a horror movie. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Chucky might be in there with you. Be yeah, careful. He might. Oh, that's so funny. All right. Well, I'm sorry it's dark in there, but it's a it's it's always a joy to talk to you, Marnie. It's always a blast. Yes, you are a ray of light. So thank okay. you. All right, there you go. Well, we'll talk again uh, coming up probably in uh, around late October, right before uh, right before Halloween. So you have a nice maybe a, a good cookie uh, or I'm sorry, a good candy report for us coming up. Sounds perfect. Thank you so much. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your Chucky trip. Oh, thank you. I plan to. Okay. (laughs) And and I I wish you luck navigating your way out of the dark world. (laughs) (laughs) Many thanks. Okay. Take care. Take care. Oh, my God. That's Marnie Sure. Please check out the great website, thetakeout.com. All right. Let's talk to uh, Esmeralda. Yeah. Esmeralda Leon. theme you know it's time to talk to esmeralda leon and uh it's always a great time to talk to esmeralda hi esmeralda hello how are you i'm good how are you you know i'm all right i think i don't know oh very good i don't know what the hell's going on hey uh (laughs) it's friday anything uh planned for the uh for the weekend no holidays or anything nothing crazy Mm, no right yeah not till october Right till Halloween. Halloween is our. Is that is the, the next, next holiday? Yeah, a lot of people. I mean, it's not. I guess it's not like legitimately a national legal holiday, but right. I, yeah, no. the banks don't close because no. of it. <laughs> they should. I think the entire world <laughs> should shut down and honor Halloween. But that's just me. Um, <laughs> so, got anything going on this weekend or no? Uh, no, just gonna hang out. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to see um, on Sunday night. We're, I've never been to the crazy ass Salt Village, Village of Salt, the Salt uh, Shed thing that used to be the Morton. Mm, mm-hmm. Never been there. We're going to see the uh, psychedelic furs and squeeze on Sunday. Oh, there you go. I'm very excited about that. I love both those bands very much. But have you been to Salt Land or Salt Village? I have. Yeah. What do you think? Um, it's okay. I haven't been inside to see a show. Mm-hmm. Um, just on the outside. Uh, I will say when I was there to see an outdoor show, if you stand in a certain area, things echo oddly. <laughs> really? Um, I know. I think people have had complaints about that, like that the sound for the outside thing isn't as great as it should be. But yeah, you know. Yeah, I've not been there. I mean, I you know I, I that place is you know it's it's legendary just because you know it's the Morton Salt. You know, mm-hmm. factory mm-hmm. that you would pass on the expressway all the time and i would I, even when i was a little kid i was like oh look at the morton soul girl and it was just it and and then you remember a few years ago when the building like blew up and all the salt poured out all over the cars and stuff uh yeah <laughs> what's that's just yeah 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 i don't remember what exactly how that happened but i just remember you know like oh there was an accident at the morton salt factory Right, you know, and, and you know, there's that's what they got salt. <laughs> and there was salt, and, I, and I, if I remember correctly, like a bunch of cars got buried, like by tons of salt. I think that shot out of the side of the. I just remember there being 
you know, shots on the local news, helicopter shots, overhead shots of the Morton. You know, I mean, it's a legendary, yeah, uh, just iconic cars covered in just salt. covered in salt. And also the like the location is really cool because it's right by the water, right? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. um, and there's oh, it was a wall. A wall had collapsed. A wall collapsed, right? Do you remember? Does it say when that was? How long ago that was? Uh, it was 2014. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that's about right. So the wall collapsed, and the salt was behind the wall. So then, yeah. Uh, and I guess it's a parking. It was a parking lot, um, on the other side of that wall. So yeah, a bunch of cars just got covered in salt. Yeah, I just remember, seeing, uh, you know, because I mean, I, you pass it all the time. If you take, the, you know, you take the expressway. Oh, sorry. The it wasn't a parking lot. It was the Acura dealership. Oh good, good lord! It was an Acura. So they were all new cars. Oh, 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 oh. Or gently used cars. Oh my! Gently used is right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I, I think I'd take out the word gently. I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My God. Okay. So an Acura dealership got, got their cars got buried under a ton of salt. Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, I know that there is a dealership over there. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just like. I remember really. There's a bar in that area. Esmeralda, maybe you'd know more than I would. When I was still a drinking man, there was a bar in that area that I would go to because it was like where you could take a boat to it. <clears throat> oh, I don't know. I and remember there, was, like there a, was something there, but I like a club. It was gone like a, for a really long time. There was like a dance club or something there, like a club. Yeah, man, let's go down to the shit hut or something. I can't remember what it was called, but it it was right near the lake, and I guess not the lake, but the river. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I just remember. I think if I remember correctly, you could take you can get on a boat drunk and go off. <laughs> You could drink right on the water side. There were outdoor tables, and I know that I think the the Salt Village has those that kind of amenity too. Like you can, because it's right off the water, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they have. Um, I mean, you can look out to the river. Um, yeah, there's not necessarily like a <laughs> yeah. patio that you can sit on. I mean, you can. There is a little bit of an eating area, but you know, it's not like I can have. You know, it's it's because it's all kind of food court style stuff right. that they have there. Right. So. It's kind of it's kind of like when you go to Northerly Island, you're gonna have a kind of a cool view, but you're gonna be standing there eating like a wrapped up burrito or something. Yeah, Not a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha, I gotcha. Well, anyway, I'm, I'm going to that to see. I mean, I've seen, I haven't seen the Psychedelic Furs in a very long time, but I've seen them like nine thousand. I've seen both those bands like a million times. Have you ever seen the Furs live? As well? I have not. Oh, they're so good. And Squeeze, you gotta love Squeeze. Fantastic. So, um, yeah, and I, I, I think it's gonna be okay weather. I think I don't know. I don't know. As long as there's no salt pouring down on my head, I'm, I'm, I'm right. Okay. Is I'm it okay. well? Is it the? It's the outdoor one. No, right? I think it's the indoor. I think it's oh. in the indoor. Well, then yeah, you'll one. be fine. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know how. I mean, I've just, I've never been there before, so I'm just, I'm, I'm just, uh, like, I'm gonna be fascinated walking into this place that I used to pass all the time when I was a kid, and it was the salt factory. Yeah. And the, and I, I mean, love it's the a fact cool, that it's a cool indoor thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know how the pricing goes. Okay. In terms of because so the the indoor is like a big old general area on the you know, the floor. Yeah. And then all around it are the kind of like almost stadium seating. Right. We're we're um, on the floor we got general, so we're on the we're on the floor. Yeah. So Because I mean I think I'm I'm just hoping they don't treat it like if you go to the united center and if you get floor seats they're insanely expensive i hope they do keep that general admission 
Um, so then it's not like crazy ridiculous. From what I am, uh, from what I understand, what Julie told me is that it's standing. So it's like general admission. There's no seats. So you're, right. you're standing the whole time. Right. So. But if you go to like the United Center and you get floor seats, that's mm-hmm. like the most expensive seats right. you could get. <laughs> right. Yeah. Especially if you're like, if you go. Because there's like, no like, seats. You're just standing right. there. And I think if like um, like if you like uh, like at Pearl Jam uh, a few weeks ago they had like the pit in the middle where you can stand right. and that's like nine thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so that's I'm hoping they don't like at some point realize oh this is yeah. exclusive to be let's, on the floor. Yeah, let's jack up the price to stand because yeah because <laughs> the rest of it yeah because the rest of it's kind of stadium seating and you're yeah. you're away you know because it's mm-hmm. it's very much like an like a tiny arena <laughs> okay all right um and yeah. it's pretty tall so you you get up there but you know for my money i'd rather be closer than farther right. well we are we've got the we're gonna stand even though i'm one old man but i mean you know what when we went to the last concert that we went to i stood the whole time i mean i didn't sit down for duran duran at all i mean i stood the whole time I, uh so you know even though we had seats <laughs> yeah we stood the whole time so um yeah but i'm getting too old for that shit so anyway um uh oh wait a minute yeah yeah man. yeah yeah so uh yeah I, so I, I i've not i've never been to that venue so i'm looking forward to that um mm-hmm. and uh and I, I i do love the fact that they've kept the logo on top like the, they've got the little girl with yeah. the umbrella and all that stuff i love yeah. that i love that they've kept that it looks very it's nice because you know they had to they redid it so it's nice and crisp and clean yeah. looking signage yeah. i just remember passing by there all the time when i was a kid and being like look at the salt i used to you know and i don't know why i was fascinated by it i have no idea why i don't know that's like the, they if they turned the mint you remember the magic kiss sign uh vaguely yeah and if they turned that into a music venue that'd be cool but you'd have to be inside <laughs> the sign i think there could be like just 30, the sign just the <laughs> just the sign would be two the people can be inside <laughs> they don't even have room for the band yeah they, the band it's nope <laughs> Uh-oh. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. Hi, Carrie. She's got a, a Morton Salt shirt on. Hi, hi. Oh, look at that. Oh, wow. Uh, hi, I'm Carrie Russell, right. and I love Nick's show. That's right. All right. Well, so uh, anyway, that's what I'm doing. Uh, that's what I'm doing over the weekend, uh, and that's not till Sunday night. So uh, I don't know. Um, and a lot of, you know, like, I mean, boy, I'll tell you something. It's just uh, been a week, a couple of weeks for movies, Esmeralda. Mm. I mean. For like the, the worse? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been bad. I mean, you know, like Expendables 4 opens today. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and it's a piece of shit. I've seen it. And it lives inside, which is this horror film that I was really looking forward to. It's not good. Um. Mm-hmm. And there's a new Spy Kids movie. They're not kids anymore. What are they, 50? Right? I mean. Yeah. I think they're a whole new. It's not even the same kids. It can't like be. Completely. They've replaced everybody. It's new people. And, and that, by the way, is, is, uh, is streaming on, on the Netflix. So if you're interested in seeing that. Do you, mm. have you seen, you've seen the Spy Kids movies, right? No. Oh. <laughs> I have no. I don't know why I'm not I just ten. Assume. I okay. don't need. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I saw him as an adult, and I thought I think I thought the first one was was uh, was kind of fun. But this one's called. I don't know how many there are now. There's like five of them, and this one's called. Right. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what now. What do you think the plot could be for Spy Kids Armageddon? That that's the that's the name of it. Like, oh, like what? Oh, Jesus. Um, 
I guess it's getting heavier, huh? I guess, man. I mean, the Spy Kids are all going to die. I, I don't know. I mean, the other ones, I mean, wasn't the first one like they had to go save their parents? They did, yeah. It was Bendejas and uh, uh, Antonio like They Bendejas. didn't know, right? They didn't know that their parents were spies or something? Yeah, exactly. They didn't know that their parents were spies, so they had to go into spy. The kids had to go and rescue their parents. And I think Carla Guadino was the, was the mom. Yeah, uh, and, but I know Bendejas was in it because I love the ben, I love Antonio Bendejas more than yeah. life itself. So uh, and I remember it's one of the few Robert Rodriguez movies that I don't hate because I don't like Robert mm-hmm. Rodriguez movies. But I remember really I just, enjoying. I the know movie. that I know that there's a a huge amount of uh, cameos. Like yes. he got everybody for this movie. He did, and then at one point, if I remember correctly, as the series went along, I think Stallone was the villain. I, um, oh wow. Yeah, and Stallone is in that stupid Expendables movie. So this might be like a twofer this weekend for Stallone. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I'll tell you this. I mean, you know, uh, the highlight of movies for this weekend, um, fucking Barbie's being re-released in IMAX, baby, and I'm going again. (laughs) Oh, really? Hell yeah, man. Is there a reason? Like, is there a... Because it rules? Just (laughs) because? They're like, yeah, we're not... (laughs) Well, no, you know, I mean, uh, they re-released it in IMAX because it's a big, big uh, movie. They so they, you know, uh, Greta Greta Gerwig went in and like uh, tweaked it so that it would work in IMAX. So they busted up the sound and stuff, mm, um, okay. and they added some extra scenes during the final credits. So now I have to go. I legally, I have oh. to go. Well, that's fine. At least there's something. It's not yeah. just, yeah, it's the same movie. <laughs> right. At le- yeah, there's something. But I don't care because it's my fucking favorite movie of the year. <laughs> I don't care. I've seen the goddamn thing four times. So I'm ready to see it again in, in IMAX. I mean, that movie. Damn. So, but yeah, that's the big one. So you want to see it? You want to see it? Mm. You want to see a movie? You got, you got your Expendables. You got your Red Lives. You got your Spike. You got a couple of other movies. But it does. it all doesn't matter because Barbie comes out in IMAX this weekend for one week only. Yeah. So. There's not. Uh... There's not as many uh, big names in the Expendables four. Oh no, no, it's their their and 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 Stallone is not as in much it. as like the other ones. Like, where's I'm looking at the cast? Yeah, you got to remind. And I don't. Where's Schwarzenegger? Statham, <laughs> Schwarzenegger's not in it. Statham's the big star. It's Statham is the big. I Jason mean, Statham's the big star. And he's I been in a million movies. See those? I see those as ensembles. Yeah. And you go because you want to see all of these big yeah. action stars together. And there's right. like nobody in it. There's nobody in it. You know, like Dolph Lundgren is like the third biggest name in it. And uh, yeah, Ran- I mean, Randy, Randy Couture, who's the fighter, the MMA fighter, he's in it. Yeah, um, that's, I just, that's. There's a mm. guy in it <laughs> doing a really bad Antonio Banderas impersonation because I guess he plays, because I guess Bendejas was in the third one. Uh, and and he gets I have killed. Not seen the third one. Yeah, I don't. I've seen them all, and I don't remember anything. I saw the. I listen. I saw Expendables four two nights ago. I don't remember a fucking thing about it. And I saw it two nights. Saw it two nights ago. I recently saw the second one. Okay. Uh. And I know Bruce Bruce Willie Bruce Willie was in uh, was in one of them too. Uh. Yeah. I, I, so I mean, okay. So here, look, Expendables three. Yeah. Just action. Just everybody's in it. So people, Ru- I'm. I feel like people just walked in and then walked out. Like that's yeah. It, there was just like Mickey Rourke, um, Wesley Snipes, of course, Jason Statham, Dolph Lundgren, Sylvester Stallone, Harrison Ford. Uh, Banderas is in in that one. He's in that third one. So so Banderas dies in the third one. So they got a guy in this movie 
who plays his son, and essentially he's mm. doing he's doing a Bendejas impression. And I had forgotten oh, that boy. I forgot that Bendejas was in the third one. And I'm like, what is this guy? This guy's Bendejas can 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 sue this guy. Like, what the fuck? And then I realized, oh wait a minute. He he's playing his son. he's playing his son, so he's doing like a like a like a blatant Antonio Banderas impersonation. Yeah. Um. So because there's Kelsey no mistake. You know? Yeah, he's Kelsey. In the third he, one? He's not in. Yeah, he's in the. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everybody's in this. Because when you you know Esmeralda, when you think action, you think Frazier. I don't know about you, but I just it's fun to see that he was in that, and then you yeah. look at this fourth one, and you're just like, where is everybody? Yeah, and it's really bad. It's really bad. Really. Did no one have time? Like, you know who's you know who's in it that I love, who was who I love is you know is the only one that that I, I had any kind of fun watching, even though the script is stupid. Uh, Andy Garcia's in it, who I uh, mm-hmm. who I adore, mm-hmm. and he's in it, so it's kind, it was kind of fun to watch him. And I don't think he's been in any of the other ones. I don't remember, but but he's got a major part in this in 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 the fourth one. Um, and he's yeah. definitely he's definitely the best part of the movie. So I and Stallo- think Stallone, you're by the way, correct. Uh, he's I'm only sorry. Been in this one. He's only been. I in think the new you're one. correct. Yeah. Yeah. He and uh, I will say this: Stallone's barely in it. Let me just say that right now. Stallone is Damn. barely in it. He's in it for like the movie's about two hours long. He's in it for maybe a half an hour, maybe. So you know, for people who are like, "Yeah, man, Stallone." <laughs> no. No. <laughs> No. He's like, yeah, Schwarzenegger, isn't he? No, he's not in Aren't it. Aren't they like enemies in it, right? I don't remember. I, I honestly, Esmeralda, I don't I don't even remember. I and like I said, I just saw the new one two days ago and I don't fucking remember anything about it. I don't remember anything. Like about I, it. I think in the second one it kind of alludes that they're like ri- no, not enemies, but they're rivals. Right. I think yeah. like they've butted heads at at certain points and Right. Right. And that adds for like sparkling, witty dialogue. Right. Like this, Yet yeah. they still respect each other. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but the real, like, I guess, like the the like Megan Fox is in this one, and she's like, uh, uh, she like, uh, uh, actually takes over as the leader of the Expendables for most of the movie. Okay. And she's like in the movie, she's banging Statham, so they have like uh, sexy time in the movie and. Uh, and uh, and I'm sick of stay. I've been done with stay them. And I just saw that giant fucking shark movie that he was in like three weeks ago. Oh, I don't, the Meg. Yeah, I don't need to see stay them. I'm do- I've never. Re- Are you a fan of the stay them? Um, you know, when I usually see that he is in a movie, I feel like I will enjoy it in yeah. the sense that like it's just going to be a bunch of action. Right. Because that's all he does, you know. Jason Statham drives fast cars, shoots people. Like it's like, oh, that's huh. it. <laughs> I remember because I'm not a fan of the um, of any of the fucking Guy Ritchie movies. I can't stand those movies. Mm. I don't don't like the two smoking guns with the barrels and all that bullshit and the and the well. I like Snatch because Brad Pitt's great in it. That's the I, I love I love Brad Pitt and Snatch. He's great, but I don't like any of those movies. I don't like him. Uh, the only movies that I remember really liking that Statham was in, I loved Crank. Do you remember Crank? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that movie was pretty fucking crazy, and I, and I liked that one. And I think I liked the sequel, too. But those are, right off the top of my head, that's kind of the only thing, the only time I've ever really liked Statham was, was in those um, movies. I mean, I like the Transporter movies, but he's, again, he's just shooting <laughs> right. cars, shooting things. <laughs> right. That's it. That's all I need. Don't yeah. don't give me a storyline and all that like uh, yeah 
I mean, when you, but it's one of those things. You're right, Esmeralda. When you see his name on the credits, you know what you're getting. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's it'll like, be okay. Well, yep, it'll mindless. be mindless. Yep, guns, boom, yay. You know, that's that. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it. I don't know. So, um, yeah, so not a good, not a good week for the, um, for the movies, unless you want to go see uh, uh, Barbie and IMAX, which I would highly recommend if people haven't yeah. seen it. It's so good. It's so so good, and I love the fact that it now is the biggest. Warner Brothers release uh, of all time. Oh, quite like nice. It's the, it's the biggest Greta Gerwig. <laughs> Greta Gerwig now has has the has is the credited to direct the biggest movie in in the history of Warner Brothers Studios. She directed. Mm-hmm. I, I just find that lovely. Every time I hear that Barbie keeps breaking box office records, it's this is the only time I've ever been thoroughly thrilled when I hear big box office numbers come back for a movie. I don't yeah. know why. It just makes me so happy that people love this movie. I, I just yeah, it's great. It's so good. It's so so good. So, anyway, we were going to talk about um, uh, we have we've been we've been we, we were trying to talk about this for a long time. We might not even get to all of them. But remember celebrity rumors that we were talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, and all the crazy celebrity rumors. We want to get back to that. But I did. You know, I just found out something about Gina Davis. I don't know. I was tooling around on the intranets. Um, and, uh, I found out something I, I don't think I knew about Gina Davis. Now you're a fan of Gina okay. Davis, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. She's, I love Gina Davis and I, and I, and I always have. And, uh, you know, like in the eighties, she was just so, she, you know, like movie after movie, got herself an Oscar for accidental tourist in 1988, mm-hmm. you know, was in the fly. She's smart. Isn't she Genius. Mensa? Yeah, she's like Mensa. And, and she's, oh, no, no. I'm, you know what I was getting her confused with? She's not the memory lady. That's Mary Lou Henner from Taxi. Like, <laughs> like Mary, do you, you know, did you know this about, about her as well? No, Ta- I don't know. Okay. She's the go, memory lady? Well, look her up. Mar, M- M- Mary Lou Henner, uh-huh. if I'm not mistaken, has like one of those insane, crazy photographic memories where she can remember everything date time everything like she's got one of those brains that is like one in a million where she's got like this if if i'm i you know if you look it up maybe you've got there's a better explanation than me just saying that she's got a great memory but she has this thing where she can vividly snapshot like remember everything dates times like insane like that yeah she is um it's a rare condition that's apparently only identified in a hundred people worldwide is it a hundred mm-hmm wow she can so if you just give her a random date she can figure it out she'll remember it vividly isn't that crazy yeah just any old day doesn't have to not holidays not like you know memorable but like <laughs> tuesday whatever 1987 yeah. like she'll she can tell you <laughs> I remember, I remember seeing her on a talk show. It could have been the Tonight Show or something. And I remember mm-hmm. her saying, "Yeah, I've got this great memory." And they were like, "Oh yeah, well, what do you, what do you remember about this?" And blah blah blah. And she was just like, "Bang!" I mean, I mean, because she, well, technically, like, how are we going to know if she's making shit up? You know what I mean? <laughs> um. Well, I feel like they probably like could research certain yeah. days i mean because i i'm sure she remembers not just like i woke up and i had toast like <laughs> <laughs> yeah because that's unprovable you know right yeah because i think all of us wake up and have some toast every once in a while so that's a safe bet 
Yeah. Um, no, but I. But, but, but I've, interesting. Yeah. I, yeah, I've seen her demonstrate this on talk shows, and it was really. I was like, God damn, that's pretty amazing. So yeah, it Mary is also had, just throughout her life. So yeah. Don't don't be thinking that she. <laughs> oh, she can remember what happened in 1920. Like no. It, yeah. it has to be like so, when she was her life. So. Right. So so it's not she's not going to be helpful if you have a lifeline on who wants to be a millionaire. She's not. Unless uh, she, uh, I guess, went through it. Un, yeah. Unless the question is about her <laughs> life. Unless your question is, what did Mary Lou Henner do on September 12, 1987? You know what I mean? Or it's then, something that affected her, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, or if she just, watched the news that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Well, anyway, but I, I, so Gina Davis does not have the, but she's just Mensa, right? Gina Davis is just smart. Yeah. She's she doesn't smart, have the, cr- and then yeah. she was an Olympic. She's a, um, archery. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yes, that's yeah, right. She was that's in the Olympics right. for archery. That's right. She was full on archery. And I'm trying to remember if she ever used that in a movie. I think she did. I think she did. And you remember The Long Kiss Goodnight? Yeah. That's um, an amazing movie. One of my favorite movies ever. Um, uh, and, uh, and, and actually, that, ha- that, uh, that movie is part of the discovery that I had uh, mm-hmm. earlier today. And it, it involves Long Kiss Goodnight. For people who haven't seen it, she plays a, a housewife who uh, suddenly, uh, ha- I don't know, she has, does she have an accident and then suddenly remembers that she's like a super spy, a badass killer super spy, right? Um, something, oh, um, so she, so what happens is she is, you, we see her, she, um, essentially had, they had found her somewhere. She had no memory of her past and, um, she, something happens where like they see her, the, the bad guys see her on TV or something. And then that starts to spark things where she's like, what's going on? I need to figure out like what happened yeah. in my life and then at one point yeah she does snap out of it and she and she's like a total everything. badass like a total badass assassin and fucking kills people yes. and and she's she like up repressed with, it essentially right I guess, and, and and she's teamed up with samuel jackson it's a fucking great movie it's a great movie mm-hmm. shane black wrote it it was directed by the great rennie harlan who was her husband at the time uh oh. they were married at the time he also no, directed... that movie is that's one of those remote droppers i oh complete anytime yeah. it's on yeah and she's <laughs> she's a total badass in it a total yeah, so badass good. Um, so and good. and Rennie Harlan, who was her husband at the time, that was the move. That was their follow up to Cutthroat Island, the, sh- the uh, pirate mm. movie that mm-hmm. they made, which I also <laughs> actually enjoy. I'm, I, I happen to be a really unapologetic fan of Rennie Harlan. I love mm-hmm. all his movies. He directed Die Hard Two, which I like better than the first one. He's directed a bunch of mm. bunch of great. He directed an Exorcist sequel. Oh, uh, wow. so there's by by the way, there's another one of those coming out. Um, in a couple of weeks. Have you seen the commercials? Oh, I did it? see that. Yeah, I've seen oh, commercials. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 man. It looks pretty fucking cool. And Ellen Burstyn is back from the fun, from the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw just, that. Oh, man. So anyway, Gina Davis was on. I was like tooling around and I saw like a clip of the Graham Norton show because I follow Graham mm-hmm. Norton on the on the uh, on the Facebooks and on the social medias. And they put clips mm-hmm. up and they showed a clip from a few years back when Gina Davis was on promoting, because she wrote a memoir, and she was on promoting the memoir on Greg, Graham Norton. And for people who haven't seen Graham Norton, it's on BBC, BBC America. It's one of the best talk shows ever, and Graham Norton, spectacularly entertaining and hilarious. I love the Graham Norton show. You like the Graham Norton show. Oh, yeah. You? Yeah, yeah. It's just, he's the best. And, like, I love that he has all the guests out at the same time. They're all on the couch. It's fantastic. I love it. 
Uh, a lot of American talk shows can learn from that guy. And, you know, he's great. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he had Gina Davis on. And then I want to play this little bit because I didn't know this. And maybe you knew this. I don't know. Considering you're such a big fan of uh, Long Kiss Goodnight. Maybe you knew this and I didn't. So here's a little piece from Graham Norton, okay? Mm-hmm. That, that reveals something. As I was watching this, this revealed, this revealed something I did not know specifically about Gina Davis. So here, here we go. And um, I made Long Kiss Goodnight, uh, very R-rated, very vulgar, and, and uh, I'm, I was the first uh, female actor ever to say, suck my dick, in a movie. Oh. Yes. Thank you. Oh. Oh, woman, I, 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 I always wondered who that was. Yeah. I, well, that's it's great me. to know. It it's you. So anyway. Yeah, so she's the first actress. To say suck I my did. dick. That's interesting. I didn't know. Uh... <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that fantastic? I mean, that came out in the mid-90s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You would think by then that line would have been yeah. uttered by a well, woman But because a it became, it became like, that movie did not, as, as much as we loved it, Esmeralda, that movie was not a hit. It did okay. Right. But yeah. about a year later or a year and a half later, G.I. Jane came out. Mm. And Demi Moore said, suck my dick in that, and that got all the attention. That's why I was like, wait a minute, didn't, you know, Demi Moore, because I remember Demi Moore and G.I., it was a big deal that, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, at that time, Demi Moore was huge, and her shaving her head and all that stuff, and it was a big deal, and and her saying, suck my dick to Viggo Mortensen was like a big moment in that movie, but I had no idea that Gina Davis was the first one to say, suck my dick. I, first... Yeah, again, it seems like it was pretty late in the game. Yeah. Well, here's a <laughs> here's thought, a. You would have said it already. Uh, yeah, you would think you would think, but here it is. Here it is, Esmeralda. You ready? Mm-hmm. Suck my dick, every one of you bastards. There you go. Right. <laughs> Suck my dick, every one of you bastards. Yeah, that movie rules, man. <laughs> so. So I thought I'd share that with you. I had no idea that Gina Davis yeah, is, in fact, the first actress to say suck my dick on screen. So. Suck my dick, every one of you bastards. <laughs> oh, man. I remember the first time I saw that movie. Um, I saw it at the Plaza Theater, which was mm-hmm. in on McCormick and Lincoln, right mm-hmm. by the Lincoln Village. Um, and it was like three people in the theater. I went the day it opened. It was like a Friday early oh. afternoon. There were like three of us in the theater. And I was like, yeah! You know, I was going fucking nuts during yeah. the movie. Because it is a kick-ass movie, and she rules in it. And I and then, like, it was like there was nobody else in there, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Then I gave it this great <laughs> review, you know. I uh, gave it a fantastic review on on, on, uh, on the Saturday show. And then um, when it showed up at Bruin View, we went like ten times. Like it was like that's a Brew yeah. and View movie. That's a perfect Brew and View movie. And it was great to see it with a packed house and people screaming. It was great. So, nice. but I, I I didn't know. A little piece of trivia for people out there. Yeah. Gina Davis is the first actress to ever say "suck my dick" on screen. Mm. Yeah, I think that really sell, I think that, really seems so late. So it, do, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. You would think that, like, uh, even in the 70s, you know, like when everybody was saying stuff. Yeah. But maybe it was just like, uh, it was just like associated with guys, you know, because women don't have dicks. So True. maybe it was, you know, um, maybe that was just like, it was like weird. I mean, maybe people thought it was weird for a woman to say, suck my dick. I don't know. 
and I, don't, I don't know. But I just remember it was a big deal when Demi Moore said it in uh, mm. in, in GI Jane. Which is a shame because, like you said, she said it first, and no yeah, one, Gina Davis said well, it first. no one saw it. So. No one saw the movie, you know, because she didn't. You know, I don't know. She wasn't married so no to Bruce. No one heard it. She wasn't married to Bruce. <laughs> she wasn't married to Bruce Willie at the time, and she didn't just do strip yeah. tease and shave her fucking head. So uh, yeah, but anyway. All right, so that was something I discovered, and I thought I'd share that with you. I thought you'd, I thought yeah, you'd enjoy that. Interesting. I'm like yeah. watching. All of a sudden, I get a little video. Hey, it's the first time she ever said you know. So, and by the way, you know where her name came from? Why it's where? spelled? Why it's spelled G E E N A? Because mm. her name is Virginia, mm-hmm. and for short, they called her Gina, but her parents spelled it G E E N A. Yeah. And the, and she once asked her mother. She's like, "Why do you spell it?" G-E-E-N-A. And her mom said, well, because we didn't want you um, to be known as Gina. <laughs> mm. I mean, yeah, people are cruel. <laughs> right. <laughs> Any so. little hint of anything to make fun of, yeah. Which oh, I think that, is really... Uh, that's very it, smart of the parents. Well, I think it's really funny that like they were concerned about her being Gina, and she's the first woman on in a movie to say, suck my dick. <laughs> Right. <laughs> There's just something really poetic about that. You know what I mean? They were worried about the Gina thing, and then she's running around in a movie saying, suck my dick. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, um, we're not going to say suck my dick on uh, October 24th, are we, Esmeralda? No, I don't think there's a – I don't have a reason to. Right. Yet. Now, I <laughs> – Yet. I gotcha. But we never know what Andrea Darlis is going to do. She might, Andrea Darlis right. might get up there and just say, suck my dick right out of the gate. I'm not sure. <laughs> hey, uh, by the way, I, f- I found some, uh, I found a little candy, Esmeralda. I was like tooling around mm-hmm. uh, to hand out. And I got chewy, scary eyeballs. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that'll be part of the Halloween candy that we're going to be uh, handing out Um but anyway, what we're talking about here is the Nick D Podcast Live on Tuesday, October 24th at Zany's in Rosemont. Doors open at 6.30, show is at 7.30. Um, and it's going to be great. We love doing this. We took the summer off, but we're back. And you and me, uh, Esmeralda, on stage, having a blast. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's going to be it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna gonna be be awesome. And so uh, we're going to have, like, because it's Halloween time, we're going to talk about scary movies and scary stuff with you. Uh, out there and um, it's going to be recorded for uh, a podcast and Andrew, Andrea Darlis is going to be our special guest we used to work with her at the uh, car wash she is now on WLS and appears on the Steve Cochran show and has a couple of podcasts Andrea Darlis who's never actually been a guest on my podcast or on my show ever um, oh. all of us are going to be up there having fun we got some Halloween candy I got some trivia uh, to, 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 to do and we're going to give away like great uh, uh, dinners from the greatest restaurant on the planet the Gale Street Inn we also Very have cool. uh, some uh, great gift cards uh, from Apt Electronics to give away. Um, and my dad is going to close the show by coming up and telling some jokes. And he might work blue. as Well, he has. He will. Right. Yeah. We, we enjoy when he works blue. <laughs> that's, that's right. So he'll close the show. He'll close the show. So it's me, Esmeralda, hanging out with you, talking about scary stuff and Halloween stuff, doing some Halloween candy taste testing. It's all going to be recorded. Andrea Darlis is the special guest, uh, and you need to be there. Let's pack the place. Tell your friends. Tell your family. It's the Nick D Podcast, Tuesday, October 24th at Zanies in Rosemont. Showtime at 730. Rosemont.zanies.com. Get your tickets now. Rosemont.zanies.com. 
Or you can call 847-813-0484, 847-813-0484.rosemont.zanies.com. Uh, and it's going to be great. We have a great time. And all the people at, at, uh, at Zanies are fantastic. Um, so. Oh, yeah. They are lovely. Yeah. So we're looking forward to that. That's uh, the Nick D Podcast live. Um, do you have a favorite can- Halloween candy, Esmeralda? Um, my favorite is those, the, um, they're the, oh gosh, what brand is that? Um, what's the, uh, the blow pops that are, that have the chocolate in them? Oh, uh, in the middle? the, uh, oh they're essentially shit. like blow pops. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> With the, uh, center and the, 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 uh, what the fuck are they called? The, uh. Oh shit! With the well, you mean with the owl? A one, yeah. A two, yeah. A three. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Jiffy Pop? Jiffy, no, Jiffy Pop. Tootsie Roll. <laughs> Jiffy Pop. Uh, Tootsie Roll. So Tootsie I pop. like. Yeah, Tootsie Pop. Tootsie Pop. Right. I like the Tootsie Rolls. The the fruit flavored Tootsie Rolls. Oh, that's very specific. And those seem to only come around during i mean i've seen them in bags but not as prevalent as when it's halloween right so the fruit flavored tootsie rolls yes i don't i i do not like chocolate tootsie rolls no thank Mm -hmm. you they look Mm -hmm. like poops um (laughs) and i also don't like those tootsie roll pops because they're sad that chocolate is sad (laughs) yeah but you do like the fruit the flavored chews. tootsie. The chews, the fruit the tootsie flavored. roll fruit chews are delicious. Okay, They're my favorite. well we'll have to find those. We'll maybe get some of those for the for uh, for the live show on uh, October twenty fourth at Zanies and Rosemont. That uh, we'll have to find those. But I got the chewy eyeballs, Esmeralda. I haven't tried them, mm, mm-hmm. and I don't know. But they're scary, goofy eyeballs, so right? Just for Halloween, and they 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 make special like they've got, uh, you know, um. Uh, 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 Twix that are that are shaped like uh, bats. For, oh, really? For Halloween, so yeah, they have Twix that are shaped like bats, and then they have, uh, which I have, they have the Hershey's cookies and cream fangs. So they're like oh, fangs, wow. but they're cookies and cream, and I have those, um, which I've eaten here in my apartment. I'm not bringing them. <laughs> yeah. Well, they'll be gone. They'll be completely they'll be gone. gone. Yeah, they'll be gone. We got a month yet, so they're they're going to be gone by by that point. But uh, but yeah, but the goo, the they're like chewy, gooey, crazy eyes. Oh, and I also got oh shit, I don't have them next to me. I also got like a powder that turns your mouth blood red. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it's going to be wait. It's a powder. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like a that um, the Pop Rocks. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like that. It's like a sugary thing that you pour into your mouth, but it turns your mouth all blood red, or, and it colors your mouth all different colors. Um, I would say my only worry with that is mm-hmm. lawsuits. It reminds me, <laughs> no, it reminds me of um those uh those the things you chew to so they can find the tartar. Oh. Ro- <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be like, brush your teeth really well before you eat this powder because it's gonna. That's it's right. Gonna we're gonna show we're, your lack of dental we're gonna, hygiene. We're gonna be you... providing dental dental work at the uh, at the show. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be doing dental procedures at the at Zany's on the 24th of October. Oh my god, I didn't even think of that. That's hilarious. Just because I'm imagining like any tartar and things you have in your mouth is just right. gonna stick to that. It's gonna stick right to it. There's just no question about it. Oh my god! All right. Well. Uh, oh wait a minute. 
Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. Hi, Carrie. How are you? Oh, Carrie's got a, her mouth is all uh, stained. She's got all the. Oh, oh boy. Oh, oh man. All right, Carrie. Yep. Oh, right, we'll, Carrie. We'll, we'll see what we'll see what happens. So anyway, all right. Well, uh, so that's what's coming up. Uh, so check us out October 24th. Zanies and Rosemont. It's the Nick D podcast. Andrea Dallas, my dad, Esmeralda, me, Candy, all kinds of stuff. Rosemont.zanies.com. Get your tickets now. So there you go. All right, uh, Esmeralda, I will see you. Uh, we will talk on, uh, on at the next uh, episode. You know who the guest of the mm-hmm. next episode will be? Who's that? Monica Eng. The lovely Monica Oh, Eng nice. From Axios Chicago to talk about uh, all the stuff that they're working on in Axios. And she also loves to talk about food. Which is uh, which is always a, a a welcome thing to talk about on this podcast. As mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. there you go. So she's coming up on uh, on Tuesday. Everybody have a great weekend. My thanks to Marnie Shore for uh, for joining us. You can check out thetakeout.com. My thanks to you, Esmeralda, because you rule. Uh, oh, thank you. My my thanks to Gina Davis for saying this. Suck my dick, everyone, <laughs> you bastards. <laughs> So there you go. And my thanks to you if you want to be a sponsor. Lots of people listen to this uh, podcast, so be a sponsor. Advertise with us. Write us a note. Sales at RadioMisfits.com will get you on the podcast. Be a part of the podcast by leaving a voicemail at 773-417-6948. Drop us an email, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. 24-7, anytime for those things. Jason Skaggs does all the music and the themes and the sounds and the weirdness. And Ed does everything else. He's the main man. Rate and review us on every platform and check out uh, uh, radiomisfits.live for our 24-hour streaming service and radiomisfits.com for all the other podcasts as well. And we'll see you next time for the Nick D Podcast. Thank you! The wind is right on me.